0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Biography. As always, I'm your host, Joe Thompson, pronouns he and him. This is Women's History Month, and this week we are joined by Ashley Turnbull. Ashley is a computer scientist for the Federal Bureau of Investigation Cyber Division. During her time at the FBI, she's taken pride in using the knowledge and skills that she picked up while pursuing a bachelor's degree in computer science and a master's degree in information management and data analytics. Now, our scholars are able to share with Ashley while she was a career exploration panelist during Envision's National Youth Leadership Forum on National Security. And today, she's here to talk to us about being a panelist for our program and her dedication to achieving the FBI's mission of protecting the American people and upholding the Constitution of the United States. Ashley, welcome to the Behind the Biography podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. That was such a nice introduction.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, I have to continue to talk a little bit more about you, Ashley. I think, you know, one of the best parts uh, about the podcast for me as the host is, one, we're in our second season, um, which is amazing. And in the second season, I've had the privilege to interview our speakers like right after they've had an opportunity. To talk to our students, which is a little bit different than our first season as we were preparing the students to hear from our speakers. So, you know, with that trend in mind, we started celebrating our guests, you know, giving them their roses, making sure that they have their flowers while we can still enjoy the smell of them. And for you, I have to start by acknowledging the fact that we received overwhelmingly positive comments uh, about you from our scholars after the NS program. Particularly, we don't hear about panelists who lead a panel by themselves, Uh, (laughs) but you actually did and our students loved it. I mean, truly thrilled. So I have to thank you for providing that memorable experience for our our students. Absolutely. was That
1: was so much fun. That was, I I did two different uh, panels for that. And I remember the first one, there was one other panelist on there with me and then the second one was just, was all me, but it was fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So talk to us a little bit about the experience with with our students. How was it engaging with the Envision Scholars?
1: I was pleasantly surprised in a good way of how educated these students were and how willing to learn they were because going into it, I didn't know what the perception of the FBI is to these students. You know, they're hearing things on the news, um, reading articles, and you just don't know going into it what people's perceptions are and this group of students both times were very willing to learn wanted to know what the mission was what i do to promote that mission and how they can get to that point and help the american people and uphold the constitution you know if that's a career choice that they wanted to do so this group of students very very bright very respectful and very engaging they asked amazing questions and very detailed questions, some I couldn't go into. <laughs> um, but they were, they were very willing to be a sponge and soak in what they could. I love it. I love this. It. Yes.
0: You know, being that I've had the opportunity to work with and lead um, this group of students before, I kind of have an idea of you know some of those questions that you might have received. They're a very elite bunch of students, I will say that, and are very intuitive. So I know they wanted to know everything yes. when they had an opportunity to ask you.
1: <laughs> they did.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. We're gonna we're gonna take some time today to talk a little bit about some of the advice that you were able to give um, a little bit later on and. Um, talk a little bit about some of those perceptions or I'll I'll call them misconceptions about, you know, the FBI and kind of what you all do in the cybersecurity area. But I kind of want to before we get there, I want to stay along the realm of the students. Um, Is is it important for you to provide or to uh, open students eyes up to say mentorship and the benefits of that?
1: Absolutely. So I like to be relatable Mm -hmm. and personable. And if you have somebody talking to students who is very monotone and tells them the same thing over and over again, things they've already heard, you're losing their attention. And that's just how it is. And that's how students are. It's the age they are. And so I like to be very personable and relate to where I was. And it wasn't that long ago, to be honest, in their shoes. So when I went to college and you know that's the, the path they're looking to go, they're wanting to know what did you study? What did you do? Who did you talk to? And I say, you know, here's what I did. And it wasn't that long ago, <laughs> you know, in, in my shoes, but I, I like being able to give them what I went through and, and being engaging and energetic about it so that they're energetic about it. You know, what, what you put in is, is what they're going to see. And they're just going to reflect that off.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. So what about you? Was was there, you know, any mentorship, any any guidance that you kind of picked up along the way? What what kind of inspired you to to move into a position that's focused on government and 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 serving, you know, kind of the American people?
1: So I will backtrack to my upbringing. I was brought up to be, you know, community service runs in the family, government service mm-hmm. runs in the family, and. Nice that is who I was brought up to be. I like helping people. You know, I had, my first job was a customer service representative and that's really what brought me out of my shell. I will say people call me unique because I am a techie, I'm a tech person, I'm a nerd, but I'm very outgoing. I'm a people person and you don't see that a lot. Right. (laughs) It's very (laughs) different, but, but that's how I am. I, you know, I like helping people. I like talking to people and whatever I can do to, you know, whether it's helping somebody in school, or you know, helping somebody that calls you on the phone or sends you a text that says, "Hey, quick question," I'm, mm-hmm. I'm there. I, you know, nice. I'm that person that's there, and so that's what I like to do. But of course, I always need a mentor. I feel like everybody always needs a mentor, because I was stepping into this role not knowing what I was going to be doing. I knew I was going to be a computer scientist for the FBI, but I didn't exactly know what that means. Mm-hmm. There's a a job posting with you know, the duties of what you're going to be doing, but until you're there and you're sitting in the seat and you're working on the duties that are given to you, you have no idea you're a deer in headlights. I feel like that's in any job, but especially with a government position and you know the kind of impact that you can have, you want to make sure that you're making a positive impact in that way. So it's, and within the FBI, I will say there are a lot of mentorship opportunities. Um, I've gone through a couple of them and those mentors that I've had I still keep in contact with um, throughout the program and after the program and it's it's so helpful to see the the progression of, mm. of where you can go. You know, I'm starting out as this, you know <laughs> I was I think twenty five when I started. And, you know, I'm I'm looking at these older people going, How did you get here? What mm-hmm. did what did you do? I'm sure you started as I did, so so help me. Right. And And I want to be, again, going back to my upbringing, I want to help people. So I'm saying, how can I get into a position of helping other people within my job description? As a computer scientist, what can I do to help other computer scientists that are coming in after I am? And I am very blessed to have that opportunity of being assigned to mentor some people that I can reflect back what was given to me.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I'm I'm thankful that an individual like you who is of service has been given the opportunity to do truly that. Yes. I mean, so many times we're not given the opportunity, not put in the position or we don't, we're do not we not taking advantage of those moments where we can serve. And you're doing it in kind of every aspect, the opportunity to step outside of the workspace and talk more about how others can follow in your footsteps. And then you're getting it in the building. Hey, how can I get to a better position to better serve, to reach more people? I, I just love hearing exactly. that. Exactly. So talk to me about, you know, the, the last few years, you know, working with the FBI, what's kind of been some of the more, more rewarding things for you if you can share?
1: Sure, so I will say, again, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit, um, to talk about um, my schooling and how that led up to where I am and yeah. how it's different than what I do now. So, I mean, it's similar, but so when I was young, I always I was I realized I was really good at math. So I said, I wanna be a math teacher. And, you know, as things went on, I'm like, yeah, well, maybe not teaching, maybe eventually. um, But what can I do that makes, you know, a big impact, maybe government? I thought about government early on. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to college, I majored in computer science and got a, or sorry, I started with math, actually, um, Mm -hmm. majoring in math and minoring in computer science because I've heard they've gone hand in hand pretty well. Two years in, I switched because I was taking some computer classes and that was very interesting to me. The career path, I thought, was a a bigger opportunity. So I switched them, got a, a computer science degree. Now with that, I did not take, I mean, there are certain classes you can take to concentrate in a certain area and I will say networking is not, you know, computer networking is not wasn't my strong suit. I took one semester of it. And so that kind of leads into when I started at the FBI. It's it's things like that that you only had maybe one class in mm-hmm. that you're going to be assigned something and it's going to be you're going to have to learn it. We'll train you. We'll give you the training. And so I was dealt with networking when okay. I jumped in. <laughs> and I've said you've got to be kidding me. This is the one thing that I really didn't know a whole lot about. But I stuck with it. I got training and on the job experience is the best thing you can get, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at internships or whatever it is, on the job training, it's I, I hate to say it's better than schooling, but you're it's gonna stick better than schooling will because you're doing it every day. You're gonna be learning it and you know, I'm three years in into the FBI now and I'm doing things that some schooling didn't even cover. And oh, wow. it, it's it's things that you know, as we're as we're progressing, you know, I went to college ten years ago mm-hmm. in the tech field. Things are always growing. So, what I learned just ten years ago could be outdated. I know. There's I always going to be new things coming about. So it, it's things like that where, yes, schooling is important and you you depend on that, but it's also once you get onto the job that you're going to be doing things you never thought you would be doing, and it's it's in a really cool way. I got you know, I've I've seen some things that. I would never thought I would.
0: That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I I forget that, you know, you, once you're in the job field, like the world around you doesn't change, right? It continues to progress, it continues to grow. And the one thing we talk about with technology, what was, you know, the thing five years ago is probably outdated or obsolete at this point in time now. So in your job function, you have to be ever evolving as well. How's it, how is that growth? What is that growth, what is, what is that growth like?
1: that growth is continuous. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is it's hard to keep up because you don't know what's coming next. That's well, a, that's a question I get a lot is where do you see technology being in the near future and in the distant future? And to be honest, I don't know. I you know, it's I can only deal with what's right in front of me right now and you can only prepare so much for where you see the future being, but you know, 5 years ago, I didn't see us being where we are today. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's always growing, and you don't know in what capacity and what rate of growth that's going to be. So it's you're always keeping up. You know, software is always coming out with updates to address security vulnerabilities and risks, mm-hmm. and you just you don't know. So it's it, it's a very interesting topic. <laughs> I'll, oh my I'll say goodness. that.
0: <laughs> I I can only imagine. I can only imagine, and I, I'd hate to pivot away from kind of the the unknown because that's just an amazing space to be, but to, to pivot a little bit, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, one of the things for you coming into being a panelist or being a speaker at the program was some of the perceptions or kind of the thoughts and feelings about, you know, the FBI or things of that nature. Are there any, let's say common misconceptions about, let's say working with the FBI, being a part of the FBI or the cybersecurity? community or field that you can kind of touch on or or, or talk about? What are some of those biggest misconceptions for you?
1: Sure. So one of the misconceptions is that, um, you know, the FBI is not a big bad wolf. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, we are here to support our mission, which is to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution of the United States. And we do just that. And whether it's responding to cyber attacks, cyber intrusions, um, you know, that's the part I can speak on is because that's, um, IT is my realm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we do what we can in our capacity and the resources that we have to address those concerns and prevent those from happening again in the future. We prepare as much as we can. And responding to those incidents, we take very seriously. And so, for example, we have what's called the Cyber Action Team, which we call CAT. And that is a group of cyber experts that provide support um, for cyber attacks, cyber related emergencies. And they consist, you know, that team consists of special agents, computer scientists, intelligence analysts. And that's that's the level of what we're dealing with, is they will deploy these people wherever necessary to address those cyber concerns. So we really are here in the best interest of Protecting our infrastructure, for protect, protecting our cyber networks, and protecting the American people. So I, that's really what it's all about: is being there for the mission and doing what we need to do to protect our people. Yeah.
0: That just sounds like such a an amazing space to, to be dedicated to, right? An, an amazing effort to be able to come to work every day and put your focus. Put your focus to it i, I feel like there, the job description was like superheroes wanted and then you just came in and, and signed <laughs> up and just jumped in there um yeah i appreciate that sure. um if we could stay kind of in the realm of misconception and this may be one that's a misconception of my own but you mentioned you're, you're in kind of that i.t field and you know I, I feel like i'd be remiss if i didn't mention it especially during women's history month it's just What's representation like for women in your field? Is it is it a common misconception on my end, or just a poor perspective that that's a that you're in a male dominated field? Um, talk to me a little bit about what representation looks like for you all.
1: That is something that I have dealt with for a while, and not necessarily dealt with you know anything in a bad way, but that's something that I've experienced mm-hmm. since you know I was always paying attention to detail and wanting to learn more about tech. And like like I said, I was a math person, I was a numbers person. So I was like that math geek, that nerdy person. And I would get comments of, well, that's interesting that you're interested in computers. Like, what is that Mm. supposed to mean? (laughs) Um, And they're like, oh, you just don't see a lot of females. I'm like, well, I hope that changes. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, that's really all you can say. I'm like, all right, thanks. Um, So it, it is growing. I see a lot of women in tech Nowadays, and I will say with my experience in the FBI, there has not been any, you know, no bad will towards women in tech. Mm -hmm. You either have the cognitive ability to do what you do or you don't. And it's regardless of gender, you you can either do your job or you can't. Mm -hmm. And that is really what I like about working here is... You're in your position and people come to you because of your abilities and your trustworthiness and your reliability. And if you're able to communicate what you know to these people in a way that they can understand, then that is what is of value. And it doesn't really matter if I'm a man or a woman, that just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I have to be a secretary or anything like that. You know, I, I take my job seriously and always wanna learn more about technology and it may surprise people but i hope it doesn't surprise people because i think we need to normalize women in a male dominated field i hope that that gap lessens a little bit
0: yes indeed yes indeed i know i know for us you know we do these programs for for our students and that's one of the things that we focus on as well is making sure that you know the students who come into our programs because you know we're talking about national security as a career field and you know, we're having a conversation about representation and it kind of being a male-dominated field, but we bring in, you know, quite a large, quite a large amount of, of, of young women who come to our programs and we hope that they see individuals like you leading those panels and it gives them more courage to step into these, these particular spaces and that they hear from individuals like you about your experience. And for those, peop- for those, for those young women who are interested in being in a position that focuses on logic Um, here's a space for you and I hope that we get more young women who lean into it and and join you in the, in the fight to protect and uphold the constitution. So I appreciate that.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about kind of your work life balance, you know, does, you know, being a superhero, as I called you earlier (laughs) and kind of, you know, leading the charge to, you know, protect our, our, you know, to focus on our cybersecurity, what's does your job offer you a good work-life balance?
1: It does. Short answer, yes. Um, so what I will say, when I started three years ago, again, I didn't know what I was getting into, and I was overwhelmed because I didn't know immediately what the expectations were. You know, am I going to be on call? Is that how this mm-hmm. works? I, you know, right. I, didn't, I didn't know how this works. And so, Again, we have resources within the FBI that help you with those kind of transitions Um, and even with regular, you know, everyday life things, work life balance. You know, are things going on in your life that you're stressed about? Is it carrying over into work? We have those resources here on staff to help you balance those in life and it helps you in your job too. So they want you to have a healthy life outside of work so you can perform well at work. And so when I again first started, I was overwhelmed. I have no shame in admitting I sought assistance with our mm-hmm. with the with the resources we have here, and I said I am completely overwhelmed. And you know I had somebody sit down, and this goes back to the mentorship. It's you know it's, it's somebody in a mentor role that says, mm-hmm. "Look, it's okay. Thousands of us have done this. <laughs> We've all been in your shoes, and it's okay. And and look at where people are now. You know people." have kids, people have families, people are going on vacation. You know, people outside of the FBI are just, you know, your regular person that wants to live their life outside of home and -hmm. they have their hobbies. So it was really finding that balance of what are the expectations of me at work and how can I have a better life outside of work and at work so that those lives can can transition easier when I go home for the day and when I come Mm -hmm. back in the morning for work. And so I'm not, you know, not being able to sleep at night is not a concern. You know, you, you don't want anybody having that kind of work stress where they're up at night and stressing about things, which I'm sure happens, but we don't want that to happen.
0: Absolutely. Oh, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate your transparency so much. I, I can see why and how that, you know, your ability to be relatable comes through. Um, and I appreciate you just mentioning the fact that, you know, there are employee assistance, you know, programs and things yes. of that nature, um, you know, at, at our job and and obviously at yours. And I'm, I'm you know, just thankful to hear you know, an individual being confident and comfortable in saying, you know, that the resources are there and I'm comfortable taking advantage of them. Um, I know myself, I've been able to do the same even, you know, so far as joining employee resource groups that, you know, I best identify with to help me get through the day. And yes, yes, yes. Make sleeping at night yes. a whole lot easier. Oh Absolutely. my goodness. I appreciate you so much. Of for course. mentioning that.
1: Yeah. To segue off of that a little bit, um, a lot of people that I've talked to have asked about you know, what's the take on mental health? And Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to to take a minute and address that is, you know, mental health is very important to me. Um, Again, I have no shame in saying that I've dealt with mental health issues, I think all of us do, whether it's just stress or if it's more serious issues than that, grief, anything like that. Again, we do have employee assistance here, but to be fully transparent. If you go and seek medical medical help or medical assistance for mental health, that does not prevent you from getting a security clearance. That doesn't prevent you from having your job. And I think that's a misconception: is that if I demonstrate any mental health problem, that shows that I'm incapable, and that's just not true. And we want to make sure that you are taking the right steps to take care of your mental health. You know, getting the help shows that you're taking it seriously and you're taking care of yourself and that is your personal responsibility mm-hmm. and you're you're showing that responsibility and that is better in our eyes than not getting help when you actually need it. So I just wanted to address that that's a common misconception is that mental health kind of you know trying to find help doesn't you know it, it keeps you from getting a job and that's just not true.
0: Oh, my goodness. I hope that the round of applauses are happening. I know yes. somebody is listening and snapping, clapping. I hope doing so. it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That is so true. I mean, you know, having a focus on positive mental wellness is what we kind of call it around here is is so important. And, and doing everything that you can to ensure that only sets you up for, for later on. It, it can't be a hindrance. I appreciate you so much in your position to be able to share that particular message. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Talk to me a little bit about what you do to unplug. How do you, do you have any hobbies outside of work that you type, uh, typically invest your time in? Are you more of a social butterfly like I am out and about as much as I possibly can these days? How do you unplug?
1: I unplug in a few different ways. I love to cook and bake. I'm yes. always in my kitchen, always. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my, it. It, it's insane. So I have so many baking pans and, and stoneware and everything to cook and bake, it's, people probably think I'm crazy, but it's fine. <laughs> I just like experimenting with new things. And yes. as a, my, you know, my mental abilities are like, I'm a data analyst, I'm a computer mm. scientist. I like analyzing things. So I actually really like card games
0: yes yes okay.
1: card games are my thing i like being able to strategize you know what are the odds what are mm-hmm. that kind of thing so i really like that so i do have some some card game groups um i like board games too that's so Yes. Funny. i mean yes, board yes. games sound like boring to people but i don't i don't think so i'm like a board them. gamer
0: and a puzzle person <laughs> so i'm with you
1: yes so i do like getting out and going finding groups that that play this being board games, card games, whatever it is. And that's how I can network and meet new people. And, you know, there's, especially where I live, there's a bunch of different meetup groups. And that's how I've met a lot of my friends here.
0: Oh my goodness, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, uh, that sounds you sound literally just like me. You know, being here myself in the Washington DC area, there are just a number of different spots, little restaurants, eateries, breweries and things like that where you mm-hmm. can sit down and do the board games with friends. Yes. And we're there all the time. So I appreciate hearing oh, that. Yes. You you like to have a, you like to have a good time. <laughs> I and, do, I do. I mean, the skills in the kitchen, that's, that's a good one. I know, oh, yeah. you know, the pandemic has started and, you know, for a while that everyone was at home, either in the living room or the kitchen and mm-hmm. picking up those skills. So I love to hear, you know, uh, about a person who can get in the kitchen and enjoys being in there. I've become one of those individuals myself. Yes.
1: Now, now, don't get me wrong. I do like going and finding like new restaurants, and, right. and I, I, I like I like finding that food too. I don't like to just cook at home. I just I like food. I'll just say. Yeah, I like got food. you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you.
0: We, we we are both foodies in that regard. Yes. yes, ma'am, for sure.
1: Foodies, breweries, whatever you got, I'm up for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I have to ask this question just because I am I'm a TV junkie. I love everything about every new show or All old right. show that comes out. And CBS, at this point in time, has three shows centered around (laughs) the FBI, right? That they do. I have to ask, I have to ask, FBI, FBI International, FBI Most Wanted, (laughs) are you a fan of these types of shows or either of the three shows that that, uh, CBS is is piloting right now?
1: So I have seen the FBI show, I've seen the Most Wanted one a couple of times because international just came out i believe right i have not seen that one i've seen most wanted a few times and i know fbi and fbi most wanted have have kind of collaborated on Mm -hmm, yeah they have kind of merged mm -hmm. um so i have seen a few episodes of those to be honest i haven't kept up with the last couple of seasons of fbi but i was a very dedicated watcher in the very beginning (laughs) when i had more time um i'm a fan i i like i like the storylines and you know i've always been a true crime person um and then of course you know the crime dramas and all of that i am all about that stuff and people joke with me they're like you are a serial killer right (laughs) i said no i just listened to the podcasts about them (laughs) that's that's who i am so yes i I do like those shows um people often ask how accurate are they (laughs) and um to be honest i I can't say how accurate they are from like a special agent point of view because Mm -hmm. I'm not a special agent. Uh, You know, I can only relate to what I've done in my capacity. And um, so I I can't really speak on that. Um, Although I have seen a few shows that in my opinion are just completely way off but 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 you know that's good i guess i i don't know it creates more drama maybe <laughs> I, I know I yeah know. i know i was
0: sitting back in and i was like okay i'm gonna have ashley on here i, I have to talk about <laughs> it because i watch fbi religiously i am mm-hmm. always at, at nine or or ten when it comes on i'm right there in front yep. of it i have to watch it um, but i wanted to yep. see just like do you, are you surprised by some of the accuracies that you see on the show
1: yeah, they do get a lot of the terminology correct of mm-hmm. the different divisions or just the different you know, terminology in general. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I know what that is, I know what that is. <laughs> and you know, my dad watches it too, and he says, well, what is that? And I said, oh, yeah, they just said the name, the acronym, insert right. acronym here. Right. We have so many acronyms here. It's crazy. I can't keep up. <laughs> um, and so I said, yes, that's correct, that's correct, that's correct. And and the FBI show they actually do take, um, they show different shots of the outside of FBI mm-hmm. headquarters in Washington D.C. Those are, that that is the actual headquarters. Nice. Um, that, that the uh, the exterior of that building. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Actually, I appreciate you having a little fun with me. <laughs> of course. Uh, for sure. Um, it is. I feel like my time with you is it winds down so fast. Um, and and we're gonna have to wrap here soon. But before okay. I let you go. I do want to ask, is there any advice you could leave with us, Um, possibly any resources that you could leave with us, you know, or, or our listeners, you know, those who may be interested in, you know, joining or finding a job in the, in the intelligence community or, you know, joining the FBI and just don't know where to start, could you leave anything with us?
1: Sure. So, like I said, I get questions of how do I get to where you are and I say, you don't have to be where I am. You can be a computer scientist and do something different. And so computer scientists within the FBI, they do a whole range of things. And the career ladder, the career ladder is generally this, it's very similar, but you can do programming, you can do coding, you can do uh, malware analysis, you, IT, you can go all different places. So, and that's just within the FBI. You can do that you know, outside the FBI too. So people say, what do I do? And I say, find what interests you and see you know, if you haven't gone to college yet or if you're just starting college, see if you can find uh, either an IT program or a computer science program that specializes in what you think you're good at and what you think will interest you and you will want to come to work for every day and see if you can specialize in some of those and then you can start you know, applying to jobs or internships. The FBI does have an internship, the honors intern program and that will put you in a specific place in the FBI to to do what you want. There is a you know computer science track for that, and you know that can be over a summer or you know over a couple months um, during the year. And then you have the opportunity to be placed in a permanent position after that internship, or you can just be you know hired directly from college. You don't have to do an internship. I did not do an internship, but I know many that did. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an internship with a, a company in the private sector. Um, and then worked for a few years in the private sector before coming to, uh, to the government. So I say, find what you like, find what you're going to want to do every day. I mean, you can always change your mind. No one's saying you have to stick to that. <laughs> like even if you're just majoring in something in college, most people end up switching their major. I did, most people do. I see sure what interests well. <laughs> you. Find, yeah, find it, dabble around in a few things and see what you like. And then I would also recommend career fairs. Mm-hmm. Print out your resume a bunch of them, take them to the career fairs that are available to you. I promise those resumes end up somewhere.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Ashley. I really, really appreciated having you on the episode today. I know I've been super excited about talking to you after hearing about all of the positive comments that the students left. Um, I hope they get the opportunity, and you have the time to come back, and they get to hear from you this summer. Of course, hope that that'd the schedules align. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, it's been really, really great, and I do hope that we can get you back on here again after you know you spend some more time with our students. I'd love to have another conversation with you.
1: Of course, um, I'm open for
0: it. It'd be amazing. Thank you so much. All right, um, thank this you. This is yes, yes. This has been another episode of the Behind the Biography podcast. Thank you all for joining. This has been another amazing episode of Behind the Biography. Thank you to our guest, and thank you so much for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're interested in our programs, please visit our website at envisionexperience.com. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn
1: and tell us what you think at Envision Experience.